Acts chapter 5, and uh, how many of y'all know it's, uh, it's kind of it's our best days a lot of time is when we then got kind of pushed back in the corner. Our best days is when sometimes winning ain't always good for us. Sometimes losing a little bit's good for us. Losing is when you're going to call on the Lord. Getting in trouble is when you're going to get calling on the Lord. And Amos chapter 6 said, Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. And if you're just up here on Happy Street right now, you know what? If you just keep on that Happy Street and you, and you just ignore God, what he'll do, he'll, he'll bring something in your life because he loves you so much to bring us back to where we need to be. And I, and I thank the Lord for that. I don't like it. I, I don't like it myself. I don't, I, I don't like them spankings he has to give me so often. How many of y'all the Lord has to spank you every now and then? Yeah. Amen. Acts chapter 5. We're going, to lead, we're going to read about 11 verses, and I'm going to try to get on through this, and we're going to learn us something today. And I, I pray the Lord's really going to just put something in our spirit that, uh, that we will uh, stay at a place that we have to acknowledge Him every day. You know, if I, if I was to say, y'all, y'all think we need to acknowledge the Lord every day? Of course you'd say yes. I said, so you think we, when we get up in the morning, we need to realize that we can't do nothing without Him? We'd say yes. Uh, when we get up in the morning, do we need to acknowledge that it hadn't been for the grace of God and the protection of God on our life, we wouldn't have made it to where we were. We would say yes. But then if I ask the question, how many of us get up every morning and thank Him for every one of them things and really do in our heart realize that, Lord, if I go out here today and you ain't God in my life and, and if you ain't that present help in my time of trouble and if you don't supply my need today, I won't be, get supplied because every good and Perfect gift come from above, and Lord, I need thee. Oh, I need thee, and bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. So we're going to read these 11 verses. The tragedy, a tragedy has happened to these couple folks, a man and his wife. It said, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira. You know, a lot of times we get over in Adam and Eve, and we get to thinking about that. We just have said something about that a couple of times in preaching and, and you know we want to lay the blame and, and we want to say maybe Adam blamed his wife and, and ain't it something to lay the blame on somebody else? Ain't it something? But in reality, in reality, actually, uh, Adam laid the blame on the Lord. And how many of us, so many times, like I don't even know why the Lord's doing this to me. I, I don't know why he's carrying me through this. Well, you may not know why, but I promise you, every trial and every tribulation, every test you go through is for a reason. If you can turn over right quick, and we're going to try to come right back, and I know some of you shake your head like he'll never be back, but I, I'm keeping my finger right there. And it's in Romans chapter 8. I want to read something to you that, that, that is just proof of what I just said. In Romans chapter 8, and it'll be up on the screen for you, I'm sure, and it's, and it's verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It don't say for we get, for we wonder. I mean, you just might as well get over it. I mean, he's a God that knows how much discipline we need. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we tell children, you're not old enough. We don't put them on a four-wheeler when they're two years old. The thing will go 120 miles an hour. We, they just not ready for it yet, you know. And so everything that God does in life, everything 
that's held back in life and every trial that we go through in life, I want you to know that God didn't wake up this week nor last week and not know everything was going to come your way. And the good thing about it, he's made provision. And if I had to ask for a hand raise this morning, how many of y'all been through things in your life that at the time when it came, you thought, my word, I don't know how we're going to make it. Oh, I'm preaching. You can sit there if you want to like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. I said, how many things done come in your life that when it came to you, you said, I don't know how I'm going to make it. All going to tell the truth. Some of us even cried about it. Worried. Oh, my. Just, you know, I mean, just, I mean, we wouldn't seek counsel over it. Just like, what does a man do in this situation? I'm going to tell you something. If it ain't nothing but an ingrown toenail or it's the biggest thing can come against you in life, I tell you what, if you will call upon the Lord in Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, I'll answer. Now, the only reason why you didn't stand up right there because you ain't used to good preaching. You wasn't ready. Jeremiah 33 says, call upon me and I will answer thee. It's got some more in it. Oh, how many times do you ever want to get a hold of somebody? You just know he'll answer you. I run out of gas one day. <laughs> you ever run out of gas, I run out of gas. Thank God Sister Jennifer got me a gas can. I, I talked about running out of gas. And one day she said, Brother Eddie, I got you something. I thought, what in the world could it be? And she just run me down somewhere. She said, can you come out of this place of business? Can you come out here? I got something. I said, what in the world could be so urgent? And so when I got there, here she come with a gallon of gas. She said, I got you this gallon of gas to put in the back of your truck. Just in case you ever run out of gas again, you'll have some gas. Now listen to me. I preached that to every one of y'all. I should have had 400 gallons of gas if any of y'all thought anybody about me, but thank God for one somebody. Well, look here. I come to tell you that God, just like that, he already knows what you need, and whatever you run out of, he's got all you need. He said, I'll supply your every need according to his riches and glory. And I want to tell you that God ain't out of nothing. You ain't going to go through no mountain. You ain't going to go through no trial that God hadn't got what you need. But anyway, I remember making that call. I said, surely they'll answer the phone. It ain't a good time for somebody to hit that button that don't answer you <laughs> when, you ain't, when you ain't got no gas and you're on the side of the interstate. How many of y'all have ever called somebody and y'all just know they didn't hit that button on you? Now, I understand if they would have known that you really need them. If they would have known, but you don't, you know, it's just somebody that you call all the time. How many of you used to have somebody you could call, but you can't call them no more? Hello? But how many of you know that we've got a God? <laughs> he'll answer you. Not only he'll answer you. The Bible said he'll show you great and mighty things which you didn't know about. Look here, God won't only bring you a gas. He'll just bring you a brand new truck with the gas in it. He said he could uh, 
He can do abundantly above what you can ask or think. Now, see, you've got to have the Holy Ghost to understand that. That thing just flew right across you. The things that you got right now, there was a time you were so poor, working 100 hours a week, just glad to have some rundown something you got. But God, just out of his abundant love and mercy, just shine down on you and bless you with everything you got. So when I tell you that God will bless you abundantly and above what you can ask or think, you folks are sitting here riding in a good car that used to be riding in something when you go to cut it off. That old thing go clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> then you turn the key back on and home. You at church, Sam, you remember it, don't you? <laughs> you, be at, you be at a homecoming or something, a family reunion, you know. You go to cut that thing off, get up at grandma's house, and everybody's standing out there in the yard. Got your arm out the window. I mean, you're looking cool as cool could be. And, and, and you just say, we're just going to pull up in here like we own the thing. But you forgot about that car, that the timing just got off a little bit. And you go to cut it off, and it just cook, 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 cook. Boy, you're talking about drawing some attention. <laughs> you crank it back up. And the wife said, this is embarrassing. When are you going to get this thing fixed? Now you don't have no car like that. Man, you just hit that little thing, ain't even got a key in it. Leave a key in your pocket. Huh? Push your button. You will be up shouting all over yourself. But I know you think you've done it all. If I hadn't have done this, and if I hadn't have done that, well, I'm going to tell you something. If you'd have come down with cancer 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had the car and you wouldn't have been here to start with. You'd have come down with leukemia or something. You had to have something in your mouth to spray into you, oxygen into you, where you couldn't have no wind, where you couldn't put down that. Look at it. It wasn't nothing but God that brought you to where you are right now. I need me some Holy Ghost for Why oh, ain't you got it, Brother Larry? Why ain't you got up, Jalen? Man, want to be part of a frozen show church? You can go to church. Don't none of them get up. Don't none of them clap. They got some necks. They'll turn all the way around. Look at you without turning their body around. They can do it. I, I, I've been there. They check out everything you wear. If you want, if you want to go to where they see where you are and how pretty you are, you go some in place. I'm talking about they can sit right here and turn their neck around and look at everything you got. They train them to do that way. But we come to the house of the Lord this morning and the Bible said when we come through them doors back there. I got to preach this thing. We got some fried chicken waiting on us. Romans 8, 28 said and we know. Now you didn't know. You didn't get up. You didn't do nothing. You grinned. You wanted to. You'll get up next time. You'll get up after God done carried you through something. You know what I'm thinking right now? I'm thinking right now a while ago I seen back there, I seen Lindsay, my daughter, go through one deal. 
My word, we had a part in everything. We thought a baby was coming. Look at you may have done forgot every benefit you ever had. You might have done forgot everything God's ever done for you, but I ain't forgot what he's done for me. Hey, I know somebody got to get saved now. Even Kate's standing up back down. <laughs> Praise God. We're glad she's back. I'm telling you, we done had a get-together. One time, we done went up there to Longhorn. We done celebrated the baby coming. I'm still going to see it. I got two grandbabies over in glory and never made it to here. It was mass miscarriage. Some of you folks know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to tell you something. When I look back there this morning, you can look over every blessing you want to. You can act like God ain't been good to you if you want to, but he's been good to me. Man. Been brought in here this morning. She had some brand new tennis shoes on. She had her some little old lime britches on with them lime converse tennis shoes on, already looking good. My word, blessed. Blessed. I remember going to a cousin of mine's house. Didn't even have a commode in the house. You get in around there, go looking for a restroom, and ain't one in the house. Uh huh. You just keep sitting there like you don't, don't even smile at me. I keep you for three hours in here. I don't care. It's Sunday all day to me. Start calling your name. Telling you there's a time when you was in gloom and doom. Lord didn't come. He didn't, the Bible said he didn't set you some heavenly place. My word, one time it happened, happened too. You think a baby's coming and it ain't. You, I ain't never think much about miscarriage. It didn't ever hit me like that until it hit me at home. Man, you got to go in and face lens and it ain't, it ain't coming. It's over. Then they got to get the remains. They got to do whatever they got to do, man, and, and it's just bad. But my word, when I seen her walk in that back door this morning and, and I got in the side door and I done walked Joseph K. up and down these hallways, I'm just talking about a grandbaby now. I ain't talking about a whole lot. Man, I think about my Uncle Cecil. My Uncle Cecil wasn't no sad man. Veda, we seen him. He picked Charlene up. At 40 years old, he'd still pick her up. He'd bring her in them family unions and get together. He'd set her down. He'd take care of her, drooling. She's over making noises. Look, he loves her. He never once said, I wish she wasn't born this way. He never once said, I wish she could walk around. He never, he never asked for nothing else. He just loved Charlene just like she was. Look at, and here we are. We got some healthy. Now, I got to get, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Maybe the Lord knew that my Uncle Cecil needed a Charlene in his life to make him the man he ought to be so one day he could go to glory. Maybe if he had had a daughter or some sons were ball players and cheerleaders, maybe they got his mind off of things and he wouldn't been in the house of the Lord. I want to ask you this morning, what's he got to take for you? What has he got to do for you to make you wind up in glory one day? The Bible says, he that endure to the end, you know all God asks for us to do is just recognize who he is. 
and we don't do it with the mouth. The Bible said your mouth is close to me, but your heart doesn't got I ain't preaching in here. You ain't got to worry about it. Let me get right here. It says, and we know. I know. I'm going to tell you something. I'm so glad he don't give me what I deserve. Man, I, I, I'm just so glad for the little spanking. I, I'm so glad he... Uh, <laughs> shoot, man, went to the doctor. <laughs> he said, what did the doctor tell you? He said, the doctor told me he wasn't going to get my shoe out your tail again. I'm so glad for the little bit of spankings. Can you grin right there? It ain't so far off. I didn't, I didn't cuss or nothing. I, I just got a little real with you. I mean, come on. Ain't you glad that God didn't really give you? Amen. Woo! Man, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Y'all done jammed me up this morning. I, I had no intention of getting this excited. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And we know that all things work together for the good. Man, being God done been so good to you. Can you use that and realize it's a blessing? When you get up this morning, you can walk around. You can jump around. You can do what you're doing. Can, can you realize that a blessing? Are you going to let God's goodness turn into and let it be a curse to you? It says, for we know that all things work together for the good. To them who love God, to them who are called According to his blessing, I'll just tell you one more time as I run into that girl down at Baptist East at 5 o'clock in the morning drooling all out of her mouth. She was probably some 40 years old standing there with her daddy. Her daddy's helping her on, on, on the elevator. I, they want to call them special needs, and I know the reason why they call them that because they are so special. I, I'm here to tell you they're the most special people you'll ever be around. You know what makes them so special? They so special because they love you and they don't care if you love them or not. <laughs> Sit down if you can. Boy, she looked at me and said, I love you. I said, I love you. She said, I love you. She just kept saying, I love you. I said, what's wrong with her? He said, I don't know. She gets up like that every morning. How far are you from that? How far are you from getting up in the morning and even telling somebody that you ought to be telling, much less somebody that you don't even know? How far are you from getting up in the morning and just looking somebody in the eye that you ought to tell? I love you. Huh? You be... <laughs> Shoot. Gary Stanfield went on to be with the Lord. He was my friend. He proved it. He was my friend. One day I was pulling out of Fort Worth, Texas. We was pulling out of there, and, and I hollered at him. He was just getting there, and I was coming back home. We rode before he rode or something, and we was leaving. And, and there he was, a cowboy with a hat on and a, and a mustache and all that he had. And He said, where are you going? I said, I got to go. I got to go. Why? 
We've got to go to work. We, we done been here in the road. We've got to go to work. He was hollering the cross right there. I said, but man, I love. <laughs> Got home some days passing. Gary said, I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> That's okay. He said, man, when you in Fort Worth, Texas, and you had a horse show, and you got your cowboy hat on. <laughs> he was trying to say in all this, knowing him, that'd be Gary, wouldn't it, Ronnie? Michael, wouldn't it be? He said, this business about you telling me you love me out here in front of everybody, I, I don't know about all that. I said, well, everything's good with me now. I ain't got no bent wrist or nothing. All that's good. I was just telling you that I love you. My friend Gary come down with cancer in a bad way. One of the last times I seen him, he was laying there in his bedroom on a house on a hill that God blessed him with. He had three preachers over for us to make sure, just y'all help me all you can. I want to make sure this thing's good to go. If there's anything I need to do, I've read the book. I've done everything that I know to do. But I'm asking you straight up, if there's anything y'all can tell me that I need to do other than what I've done, I'm willing and I'm ready because he knew he was dying. And I left his room and he was begging the nurse to give him more, more morphine because he was in such pain and she done gave him all she could give him. And when I got ready to leave, he said, hey, he looked at me and said, hey, the strongest voice he could get out of his mouth was probably just not even that much, said, hey, he said, I love you. You know, really, folks, we ain't really ready to live until we're ready to die. I said, oh, yeah. You tell me you love me. Now I walk back in the room. He just there in his real sick state. I said, you tell me you love me now. I said, you ain't got no problem telling me you love me now. He said, I love you. All things work together for the good. You got somebody that loves on you. You got somebody you can count on. You got you somebody that you know that ain't going to push that button because they got their little issues going on and they're all about yourself and they'll answer that call anytime that you want them to answer that call. You better tell them you love them because I'm going to tell you something. You ain't got many of them going to answer it every time. And I'm going to tell you something. When they don't answer it, it could be our fault. But ain't you glad that you got a Jesus that loves you unconditional, that you don't even deserve him answer the call, but he'll answer the call. Well, now, Brother Eddie, I, I don't know. If I don't know, you're trying to make us Pentecost or whatever. I don't know. Let's go to Psalms right here, the last chapter of Psalms. See there, y'all? Y'all caused this mess. Y'all caused this. The last chapter. The last chapter of Psalms. We're going to read it. It says, praise ye the Lord. In the same Bible, John 3, 16 is in. In the same Bible, the Psalm 23 is in. 
Praise you, the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. And I want you to look at this, and I'm going to stop here because I ain't even supposed to be over here. And it says, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Just because you don't went to them frozen children churches all your life, you can't rip. I know you want to rip it out of there. Well, now, you don't know how sore I am when I come to church. Really? I need to tell you something. I'd have got up last Sunday. Man, I was so sore. My hip was bothering. You can't imagine stories I done heard. Like, why are you even telling me anything? <laughs> I seen you on a golf course yesterday afternoon at play. I heard you play nine holes after you did what you did. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, really? I mean, really? Just praise him according to his extra greatness. Now, now I just gave you that. Now I want to preach to you a little bit. If we can go back over to Acts, and I know you're thinking he ain't going. I got to go. I got to go. I'm going to make it real quick. I'm going to read these, these verses. It says, Brother, a certain man named Ananias and... And with Sapphira, you need to get a hold of that. With Sapphira, his wife sold a possession and kept back a part of the price. His wife also being privy to it, she agreed. So I'm letting you know there ain't going to be no blame there. They did it with one another. And, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back a part of the price of the land? Whiles it remained, was it not thine own? You could have done what you wanted to with it. Why, why was you a hypocrite about it? Why are you coming saying that I've given it all? And that's where we are where we say, I done gave it all to Jesus, but we got them secret places. I don't know whether it happens anymore or not, but... Uh, how many of y'all remember the day that you used to fold up a $100 bill and we'd iron that thing down flat and it was stuck back in there and back, you know? Huh? We stuck it on back down there, put it, put it between some cards. And didn't nobody know about it. Got in a jam somewhere said, I bet you ain't got no money. And you as a husband said, no, I ain't got none. <laughs> said, well, we show in a jam right here. I done charge this and they look at me. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know either. Man, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, you walk up there with the wife, and you know, they, they're getting all over you. Like, we got to go back and do all this paperwork over. And I mean, the little old girl right there, I mean, you're just putting all kind of havoc on a young girl right there. She don't even know hardly how to run the cash register, much less do a return. Y'all know where I'm going. And all of a sudden, you come out with your bill fold. Hold on a minute. Maybe I got something. You trying to just slide one out? <laughs> Your religious spirit. You probably said, "Now, what's that got doing anything?" God put the dollar bill in your billfold. He put the hundred dollar bill in your billfold. And if you, never, if you ever have one more $100 bill, and now you just thumb through them, look at you just lick your finger like, let me just count them out to you. God done been so good to you. And the Bible says, just praise him according to his extra great. 
I'm for every denomination there is. I, I just want to tell you that. I'm for every one of them, and, and I, I'm for every one of them. I just don't want you to think what I'm going to say is out of line whatsoever. I'm talking about I, I preach in, in these churches too. But a good Baptist could have shouted on what I done preached to you this morning. Now, I didn't say that to hurt nobody's feelings because they're my friends. Listen to me. It said, they kept back. He said, wasn't it, wasn't it yours? And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep part of the price of the land? Why does it remain? What, wasn't it thine own? And after it was sold in thine own heart, thy own power, you could have done what you wanted to with the land. You could have done what you wanted to with the money. Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? And thou hast lied unto to men. Thou hast not lied to men, but to God. How many of y'all lied to him? Tell you what I'm going to do when you first got saved. I tell you what I won't be doing. I tell you what I'm going to be doing. I ain't going to be like old Henry. You worse than Henry. You done got worse than Henry. Henry just got some hang-ups, but Henry still come to church. Henry's still back there. Look, he may be on the back row. He may have beer on his breath. I don't really know. But at least he's coming. Say, Lord, if you'll just help me just a little bit, I, I got a hang up and I'm, I'm bringing it out here. Bunch of sanctified folks done got all your little old sins. He is stuck back. Can't nobody smell it on your breath, but they can see it in your eyes. Boy, God don't look on that one, man. He, I got to hurry up. I'm telling you, this thing's taking a long time. And Ananias, hearing these things, fell down. He heard these words and fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear come upon all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, she didn't know the husband had died, nor he lied. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether thou sold the lamb for so much. And she said, Yea. See, they done agreed on it. She said, For so much. That was the amount. And then Peter said to her, How is it that thou have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, thy feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. And she fell down and straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in found her dead and carried her and buried her and her husband. And great fear fell upon the church and upon as many for those that heard it. Now, now I'm trying to close to you. I, got, I ain't got my 12 thing. But 12 things, if you read them real fast, won't take long, 12 things. You, you can't understand chapter 5 unless you've been in chapter 4. Now, I don't want to take all the time to preach that. I want to read these 12 things to you. I'm going to try to read them, just read them, and not preach all 12 of them. Surely, goodness, I mean, it would be tomorrow. But in chapter 4, like 5,000, it's, it's 20,000 people. It, it talks about some men in one place, just the men, you know, in one place, but it was just the men. It didn't count the women and the children and all this, kind of like the the fishes and the five loaves and 
and the fishes. You know, they, it, 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 didn't, it didn't count all the folks. It was just talking about just the men, but it was children, wives. And all. About 20,000 about 20, people are getting saved around these verses right here. And even those 11 verses, it kicks in the high gear. It gets gooder after the 11th verse. I mean, it goes into, I mean, people went to get saved. People went to believing in God, but I... But I tell you, if I was standing here this morning and somebody kicked out on my right and somebody come and dragged them out and all of a sudden somebody's standing on my left and they fell out dead and somebody drug them out, I'd be asking questions, why? I mean, why is this going on? You know, the Bible talks about several things about you honor your father and mother. You can lengthen your days. Hmm? He, he wants us to be in good health and prosper. I want to show you just a verse right here before we go into those things. These two folks right here, I want to think that these two folks had been blessed of God. They, they were people that were blessed of God. And when they was asked a question, you know how the Holy Ghost comes and it, and it pricks us to do something and we don't do it? And then we start giving all the excuses why we think we shouldn't. I want to ask you something. Have you ever done anything for God and regret it? Bible said, give and shall be given you prison. Have you ever just did anything for God? I keep your money because, Lord, I know you're mad right now because you think we get your money. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Boy, this church is 15 years old. Now, we done, we done built this church, the Lord has, in Brownsville. We didn't build it in Jackson. We built it in Brownsville. We ain't even got a slip and slide in Brownsville. We done made it 15 years. And it's by the grace of God that we're here and he's been good to us. We don't owe a dime on nothing. <laughs> Not only we don't owe a dime, we ain't owed in a long time. I'm telling you, now it's where we can bless some folks. If we, if we want to send some missionaries out here somewhere else, we can send them. I got, to, I got to quit, but I, I wanted to tell you that, see that chapter before it said in, in verse 4, it said, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and they spake of the word of God with boldness, and the multitude of them believed with one heart and one soul. Neither, neither said any of them that, that all the things that possessed was their own. They they all had all things in common, and let's try to get past that because that's getting in your pocket, but we won't do that. You get scared on me to do that. And, and with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to look at this. And great grace was upon all of them. And we, and we can keep going. So let me tell you, first thing, number one, just to let you know you won't be, but about 11 things left, but number one. These people were blessed of God. This happened to them. Because they had some land and sold it. They were blessed of God. They ain't got to do that. Now get past that. Get past that and let's go on. Look here. When we seen verse 30, it talked about, and I ain't going to go back and read on them. I'm just going to go down the list. And when we see verse 30, we seen about healings. 
and signs and wonders. They was involved in all that. They, they had lived, the, just call it the day before, 30 days or whatever it was. They had done lived that. They had done sent healings and signs and wonders. And when they was asked that question, even when he went to say, well, I don't know exactly what it was, at that moment, he could have used what we have as believers. It's in 1 John and it's 1-9. The Bible said if we'll confess our sins, that he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The man that kissed Jesus on his cheek, Judas, what he didn't know, if he would have just confessed it, Lord, I'm wrong. I shouldn't have never done it. Look at He wouldn't have never had to go out and hung himself. And I come to tell you now, just because you done made one mistake, we got a God of grace. And if you'll call on him this morning, he'll forgive you. He'll walk with you. He'll bless you. He'll prosper you. The Bible says he will withhold no good thing from him to walk uprightly before the Lord. Bible said, I ain't never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Boy, I remember a night preaching that, and I had some old clothes I done got from the mustard seed. I think Brother Leon and got me. Man, I done put an old hat on my head, Travis. I, I, I put a skirt, woman's skirt on me, and I just got just as sloppy as I could. I said, now how many of y'all one day want to be getting your children's clothes from the mustard seed? How many of y'all want to be getting a backpack from the mustard seed? Look here, if that's where you got to get it, and that's the best you can do, that's just fine. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If you'll do right for God, he'll do right to your seed behind you. I'm about done. If they just got away from the hypocrisy, you know a lot of folks like he's a hypocrite about it. He's just a hypocrite. That hypocrisy, if you got the Holy Spirit on it, you worry about what anybody's saying about you. But when that Holy Spirit pricks your heart, if he says give it here, if it's a Sunday morning, and he said, it ain't going to be but three hours unless Brother Eddie goes plumb crazy. <laughs> Give it here. Now, I ain't going to go no further than that because I know that. That'd be stretching out. But he said, Give it here. Give it here. If he said, Give me 10%, I remember Mr. Bill. He had a friend that worked with him. Mr. Bill was talking to him about tithe. It's paid off for my father-in-law. 88 years old. He done drove the car to church by himself. Some of y'all, some of y'all was in, in your 40s and 50s, barely getting around. You ain't gonna make it long no way. You look at yourself. <laughs> you about out of here. I mean, you, when you get home, just look at yourself how pathetic you done already got. I mean, you'd have to have a, they'd have to have a bucket to get on a horse. Man, they, they couldn't even get on a horse by themselves. Man, if you had to do a hundred jumping jacks, it'd just kill you. Like, I can't go it, man. I can't do it. Hmm. Listen, God, whatever He gets from you, He's going to put it back. Yes. Mr. Bill, let me tell you a story because we got about we got what, 11, 10 more things in Mr. Bill, he's telling that friend, his, he said, Do you know what I'd have to give if I gave 10%? I told you we ain't got no debt. We can make it without your money. But you can't make it without giving it. You, you ain't making it without giving it. 
The Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. I tell folks, have you met Ann yet? And they say, man, I don't know what you're talking about. It says, give Ann. <laughs> Mr. Bill's friend, I got to travel on. I'm sorry, I've kept you so long. The visitors are having a good time. You home folks one got your stuff going on. I, the visitors here are having, they, they having their stuff a good time. We done took it for granted. Look, Mr. Bill, he said, he told me, Father, he said, you know how much I'm going to have to give if I give 10%? He, Mr. Bill said, I, I'm going to pray for you next year that you won't have that situation. I, I think you need to get saved if, if you go into a place and, and, and get $10 worth of groceries and, and the waitress come over and you probably the kind, you, you like to drink a lot of tea and, and you drink about six glasses of tea every time you go because they ain't going to charge you no more for the tea and you just drink all the tea just because you can't. And you ain't got to pay no more for no napkins and you ask the waitress four more times to bring you four more napkins and then you said something to her about that she have a toothpick and she doesn't have to dig in the bottom of the drawer to bring them and when you got out said, well, I, could I have two because I done broke this one? She said, well, I'll try to find you one more and because you said, well, all I'm supposed to give is 10% and you throw the lousy doll on the table after you done worked the girl to death. I think you need to get saved if you don't even tip the waitress by 10 to cent, much less that you rob from God. Shut your mouth. I got to go. Now, look, we done. We done. Watch this. We done. All, we, we coasted. We almost in the line now. In verse 30, it's the Holy Ghost got them. He got a hold of them. Boy, they went to getting in one mind, one accord. Boldness, one heart, one mind, had all things in common. Verse 33 is a backdrop so we can understand the tragedy of what happened in verse chapter 5, 1 through 11. In verse 33, it got so, it got so good, and there was probably a time in your life it was so good. Why would you change anything? I'll tell you the reason why. Now we're already on verse 8. I'm going to tell you the reason why. It's easier to give your heart to God when you're miserable. See, when you lost and you done been everywhere else, you done rolled it up in a joint and smoked it, and it ain't working. You done drank it out of the beer can, and it ain't working. You done went and got you some whiskey, and it ain't working. You done got you some nerve pills, and they ain't working. You done got some sleeping pills to go to sleep and they ain't working. Something gets you up and they ain't working and you're still just miserable all in, all in yourself and you're just miserable. Look here, I can understand. It's easy to call out to God when your whole family done fell apart. Look here, and you're in there squalling and bawling your eyes out. It's easy, look here. It's easy to call out to God when you ain't got no, your soul ain't saved and you realize that you're finally going to go to hell and you're shaking and you're trembling to God, if you don't save me, I don't know what I'm going to do. But now, you're blessed of God. Number nine. What part can he get when you get blessed? Got more than you thought you'd ever have. What part can he get then? Man, you'll finagle that thing around every kind of way you want. You can. <laughs> you'll count it down to 
everything you done done. I mean, you'll be worse on God than you are to IRS. You say, well, I, I did do something good last week or something. That must have that must have took at least five dollars worth of rubber off my tire. Now, I'm gonna count that as tithing to you. And God ain't gotta have that. But we gotta be obedient. Listen here, it done got quiet in here because I said something else about that, and I didn't even mean to say nothing. I didn't even mean to say nothing about that. I really didn't. Blessed of God. I know you're saying I'm lying. You don't know if I'm lying or not. Only God knows I'm lying. You judging me, you judging your own self. <laughs> but now you done got blessed. That's the reason why it's hard. But now you're free from sin. That's the reason why it's hard. You ain't trying to get free. You done been free. That's, that's the reason why it's hard to give God what God. But now you done been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That's why it's hard. That's verse number 11. But now, after you done come up under God's promise, and he being God can't renege on his like you did. I got three things for you. Three questions. What do you think? Do you think that Ananias with Sapphire? You think of that was a tragedy? Mm. Did you hear what the outcome was? Are we learning anything? Are we going to take the word of God and what, what happened right there to them? And we're going to see in verse 4, yes, sir, we've been blessed. And yes, sir, the Holy Ghost has been real. And yes, sir, Jesus ain't never left me. And Jesus ain't never forsaken me. And all of a sudden, we're going to start making excuses why we can't do for God, why we can't be faithful to God, why we can't do for God. I want to tell you something. Why in the world do you think that God put this thing in the scripture? But I want to tell you something. It ain't about you laying in a casket. I'm, I'm about done. Boy, some of y'all sitting there like, I wish you'd been through an hour. I'm telling you, visitors still having a good time, home folks. They still good. My visitors are good. <laughs> it ain't about in a casket, really. She went out of heart, can't beat for God no more. Now look here. I know you was all that. And back when you was dating them girlfriends, you could just treat them in a kind of way, and they just come on back every time. But I want to tell you something about God. Can't do him like that. The Bible said if you if you sow into the flesh, you're reaping to the flesh corruption. Now you can tear that page out to you. It said, but if you sow into the spirit, let's get on the good side. If you sow into the spirit, you're reaping to the spirit everlasting. Don't even turn over there because I'm on, I'm on bar time right here and I won't even charge you no extra. You, we're not going to pass the plate again, I promise you. Romans chapter 12. Do you think, you think Ananias and Fire did these two things and you just put it in our own lap? Let's put it in our own lap, see if we've done it. And in Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 1 is one of my favorite scriptures. Make sure you get over there so I won't be lying to you. Look here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, matter of fact, I'm holding you to it. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, I'm sure you're probably looking at your neighbor. You look at somebody on your own, you think he's doing that? It ain't about him. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove 
what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then we could go on three. Whatever you do, don't, don't start thinking you're doing more than somebody else. In this building today, you know when we all going to get where we need to be with God? It's when the preacher up here says, you know what, Lord? That was really all for me. So when you leave here today, so I don't like that kind of preaching. So he said it was all for him. <laughs> Maybe have a message with us next week or something. <laughs> I'd rather hear it. Man, when I'm putting it out there, y'all remember them things on them steel poles, you hit that ball and it goes around. If you didn't watch it, hit you in the head. You ever been telling somebody something all the time, that thing's coming around hitting you every time? Well, that word's two-edged sword. It, it, it's for three things. Boy, I love times where we can shout and, and have a good time. We did in some of this, but also the word of God is for correction. That's what it is. It's in the book. And it's for instruction. And it's for reproof. Yeah. So boy, that thing cut me today. It's supposed to. If you go into a church somewhere and that preacher making you feel good every Sunday about yourself, I said about yourself. If he'd make you feel good about Jesus, if he'd make you feel good about what Jesus has been to you, then that's good. We'll stand to our feet. Lord, I thank you, Lord, as we rise to our feet. Wonder today. I wonder today. Lord, if it's somebody said it, it ain't.